This is Wild Green Streams. I'm Rhett. I'm Curtis. And we just finished round one of the Wild Green Mapathon, a new project by our nonprofit, Wild Green Future. The Wild Green Mapathon is a community science project in partnership with James Cook University's Global Roadmap Lab. So I'll start by describing the problem and how we Wild Green Fiends can help. Road systems are rapidly expanding into rainforest regions across the island of Borneo, opening new areas of the island to logging and agriculture, such as palm oil plantations. Because these roads act as conduits for extractive industries, the success of conservation efforts in the region relies heavily on knowing where these roads are and accurately predicting where they will be built next. Even though it's important to know where the roads are, maps that are available to researchers right now are wildly out of date. They're missing most of the new roads. That's where we come in. The global roadmap is taking satellite imagery you can find on Google Earth and having volunteers trace roads they can see in the pictures to make a more accurate database for scientists to work with. The Wild Green Mapathon is a way for the Wild Green Memes community to participate. There's a sign up on our nonprofit's website, wildgreenfuture.org/map, and a friendly competition. The mappers who do the most win stickers pictured on the website and maybe even in the thumbnail for this video. In addition to teaming up to create a useful road database for conservation, Global Roadmap is donating a dollar due in Australian dollar to support Bornean conservation for every 100 square kilometers mapped by the Wild Green Fiends. We're announcing our first round of sticker winners and the second round challenge at the end of this episode. But first, we have Jaden Ingert, a PhD student with Global Roadmap, here to speak with us today about his work. Jaden, welcome to the pod. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. So, Jaden, can you explain what you do? Um, yeah, so I am a PhD candidate now after working as a geospatial technician for a few years. Um, and my PhD project and the focus of a bunch of my work before I started um, is looking at the impacts of road development and other infrastructure development on tropical forests. Um, and we're particularly focusing on Southeast Asia um, for our, uh, the work in the lab that I'm part of. Um, so these roads provide access for loggers, hunters, they facilitate land cover change, things like that. Um, and my work is trying to figure out how we could predict where future impacts are going to be greatest and so we can design uh, proactive conservation strategies. So what needs to be done in order to get that data? Like, how are you figuring out where the roads go are going and where they are right now? Um, so the first step, which um, has been part of this uh, Wild Green Mapathon campaign, is to develop a comprehensive roadmap of the region, because to figure out where roads are going to go, it really helps to start with knowing where they are right now. Um, and the roadmaps in the region are currently massively underestimate the amount of roads that are actually there, which a lot of the members will be seeing now if they're um, helping out with the campaign. There's some areas, particularly Malaysia and Borneo, where only about 3% of the roads are actually mapped. Um, so we use these maps to understand what sort of conditions and what sort of locations roads can be built in. Um, and then the second component that I'm working on myself is to develop time series maps, 
um, by going back through many different years of satellite imagery and seeing how the road network expands at each different time slice. And then we can use that to say, if you build this highway here, um, this is the way the road network will grow around that highway. And these are all the extra impacts that will occur based on that. So then you can say, um, for example, like this part of the highway, the impacts are going to be low because it's an area that is very difficult to transform. Um, but this area is quite like conducive to road development. So we should establish ways of protecting these areas now before the project actually happens. So who's making these roads? Um, so the big projects that spurn these sorts of things on are usually government projects, but a lot of these smaller roads will be um, palm oil corporations um, expanding like roads across their oil concessions to allow them to clear it and to like um, convert it to plantation. So that sort of thing is a big one, uh, for, like roads for to facilitate agricultural um, plantation production. Um, but there is also lots of um, hunting trails and logging trails that are created by people living in the area just to access the resources that um, they depend on because a lot of people in remote areas of Indonesia and Malaysia are still subsistence living. Um, so there's a whole bunch of different uh, reasons that these roads are being built. Um, but probably in at least like Borneo and Sumatra, the main thing would be for agricultural and like palm oil conversion. Can you tell a little bit about um, some of the, the notable wildlife in these regions and um, how, how, this, uh, how the creation of these roads is affecting it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so different roads have different sort of impacts. Um, the big highways and stuff that have been either built by governments or like uh, mining corporations and things like that to facilitate transport of resources, they can act as like, um, apart from just like roadkill mortality, which is a big impact for many species. Um, there's lots of pictures of things like tapirs and stuff dead on the side of roads in Indonesia. Um, but also these roads will act as barriers to prevent animals from dispersing between different patches of habitat. And that has all sorts of impacts on like uh, population structure and genetic structure. Um, and then also all of these little roads that we are mapping as part of the mapathon, um, these hunting trails and stuff allow uh, people access to remote areas of forest to set traps and set snares and poach. Um, and cut down trees. So there are also many like um, tree species, especially in New Guinea that are threatened by these roads because they have very valuable timber. Um, and they are like these roads will allow people access to selectively remove these vulnerable species. Um, just had a, a seminar yesterday from one of the old members of this lab who is now working in Peninsula Malaysia and he has um, lots of camera trap footage of animals missing feet and arms because they've been caught in snares that have been set by hunters in the region. So even when uh, there is not complete mortality, animals can be maimed and then that can prevent them from hunting or foraging and cause them to die a few years later as well. Jaden, can you explain how the data is collected and what, uh, what it's being used for in terms of conservation efforts? 
There are many existing roadmaps that have been produced already, often with um, government data or other freely available road data. Um, but as I mentioned before, these roadmaps are often massively underestimate the amount of roads that are in the region. So what we're doing is um, using uh, freely available satellite imagery through Google Earth to go in and man manually draw in all these extra roads that aren't in the existing data sets. So this information is already out there for people who want to access it. The main thing for us is to be able to actually create some sort of data layer that we can use in scientific analysis and things like that for conservation planning. So by actually tracing these into a data set, we can then overlap that information with say threat species ranges and say, what is the current threat level for that species based on our data um, and what we predict that the future threat could be. But again, like this satellite imagery is already freely available and a lot of these existing road data sets are already freely available. So what we are doing is just improving the actual data set for people who want to work with conservation uh, or scientific research on road impacts. Can you give us an example yeah. of a, a conservation project that the uh, Global Roadmap has helped with? Yeah, so I will give a, a, a shout out to my paper that I just published, um, looking at a proposed mining road development in Sumatra, Indonesia. The proposed route for this road was through the edge of the Harapan forest or Hutan Harapan, which is a very important remaining tract of lowland rainforest in Sumatra. Um, and we created our comprehensive roadmap for this forest area and the region around it. And we used that to estimate based on the forest loss caused by other roads, what the potential forest loss would be from this road itself. Um, and we also use that information to provide alternative routes for the project by saying, well, there's already this many roads built around the forest. So it would be more practical potentially to improve those roads rather than constructing a new one right through the middle. Gotcha. It's nice to see this information translating from data collection and processing into a real world impact so quickly. Yeah, that was a, a nice example because the area was relatively small. So we could actually finish the mapping in uh, about a week or so. But with these big comprehensive roadmaps, my plan is to look at the massive continental scale development programs that are being carried out. So like the Pan-Borneo highways and things like that. And then we can we need like these massive data sets to be able to analyze the impacts of those projects because they span thousands of kilometers. So on that topic, how much of Borneo has already been mapped and how much are we finishing for the mapathon and you know what's left to go? Before the mapathon started, we had mapped about 60 to 65% of Borneo as part of the project that I was involved with. So that last uh, 35 to 40% is what has been done for the mapathon. Um, however, a lot of the regions that have been mapped for the mapathon are areas that are quite uh, degraded. So they are very important areas to be mapping because, uh, for example, a big area that is still to be mapped as part of this mapathon is a lot of the area of Sarawak, 
which has the Payne Borneo Highway expected to run right through the middle of it. So it'll be very important to understand what the potential impacts of that project are going to be, for example. I can try and bring up the figures here to say the actual like road densities that we've been finding so far. Sure. And just to give people a sense of scale, Borneo is the world's third biggest island. So uh, about how big is it? 740,000 square Ks. So we have mapped 65% of that. We've mapped nearly 500,000 square Ks. Across the whole region, to date, we've probably mapped about 2.2 million square Ks. And we've manually digitized about 400 or 500,000 kilometers of new roads on top of the existing road maps. Wow, it's amazing how many or I guess how much length of road you can squeeze into a small area. Like so yeah. far, the Mapathon uh, mappers have mapped a few thousand kilometers in that there's 20,000 20, kilometers of road. It's, a, it's at a 19,000 as of October 20th. Yeah, and total. that's just the new roads. Yeah. So that's on top of what was already in these maps. The Mapathon's been going on for uh, about 10, 11 days now, and we just finished up our first round. Jaden, would you like to share any uh, trends or exciting stuff you've noticed? Give us the stats. <laughs> um, I was just going to say the top three have mapped on their own um, about 11,000 kilometers of roads. That's out of, yeah, that's out of 19,000 total. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a bit of variation in the number of um, blocks that have been mapped though. So some people have, um, some people who have not made the top three have mapped more blocks than some of the people in the top three. Um, but there is also the differences in like the amount of roads and blocks. So some of the blocks um, have a whole bunch of unmapped roads because there'll be like an area that was recently converted to palm oil or something. And there has been a massive amount of recent land development. Um, and then there are still some areas that thankfully don't have too many roads. So there's a lot of blocks that you can get through pretty quick because there's just one or two unmapped roads. Just because somebody hasn't done many roads or any roads in some cases, doesn't mean they haven't gone through quite a few blocks of data. Yeah. Yeah, so there, you can still um, provide some input and raise some money for Wild Green Futures without having to map a whole bunch of roads. So even if you're not in like the top three of the leaderboard, any blocks that are done is money that will go to Wild Green Futures. How big is a block? Um, so each of these blocks is around about 100 square Ks. So they're roughly 10K by 10K. Do you have a favorite Bornean animal? I'm a big fan of hornbills. Uh, yep. I love the sticker. I was thinking maybe I should enter the competition myself because <laughs> I, lo I love hornbills because they're just so crazy looking. We'll, we'll send you one for all your work on, on the other end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the hornbill is a, is a funny option because uh, the toucans are a logo and anyone who's been in the group for a few years uh, <laughs> knows the, the long extensive lore of the toucan so uh yeah. so naturally when uh we're, we we proposed the idea of if we uh do projects in other regions we should 
choose a bird or an animal for that region for any sort of uh, stickers or branding. Um, so of course we're gonna go with a hornbill. It's just a fun coincidence that there was a, a toucan-esque, but no way related to toucan yeah. in the region. Yeah, well, I, I've been part of Wild Green Memes since I think I looked the other day just to check, and I think it was like uh, January or something, 2019. Yep, that's when oh, it started. That's when, the yeah. toucan, that's when the Toucan War started. I think so. I must have just caught like the back end of it because I only have like a vague recollection. Of or, or, you, or you blocked it out, which is yeah, completely reasonable. Yeah, just a repressed memory. Okay, so. We just finished round one, so I'm going to finish by reading out the scoreboard from least to most for the top this is, 10. This the is top... uh, as of Wednesday, October 20th. Right. Wednesday, October 20th, the end of round one. I'm going to read the scoreboard out from 10 to 1, and the top three each won two of our exclusive limited edition Borneo Mapathon stickers. And they're holographic like those Pokemon cards. Yeah, that's true. So for number 10, we have coming in from nowhere. This is a new person on the scoreboard. We have Lorna and Lorna mapped 420.58 kilometers of road. That's pretty good, Lorna. You, you're just coming in for round one scoreboard. Number nine, we have Shrew underscore Lou with 498.73 kilometers mapped of road. I just want to point out that the reference that Shrewlu is making is to a carnivorous plant that lives on the island of Borneo. And it is a pitcher plant, but instead of eating insects, it makes itself into a perfect home for shrews. The shrews poop in it and it absorbs the nutrients from that poop. So I guess we all got to live somehow. Then we have number eight, which is G-Vetchin, 681.5 Ks. Number seven, Raging R2 with 774.85. And then number six, Wild Green Memes' own board member, Court. Little Reptile is their username with 876.94 Ks. Number five is Stars with 918.78 Ks. Uh, Megan Source is in fourth with 963.87. And then we have the top three. Number three, with one of my favorite usernames so far, Vampire Cat, 2,472.69 kilometers mapped. Nice. Nice. And Zizundap with 2,723.04 kilometers. And then in first place, this guy has just blown the competition away for a few days now. We have Andrew Broker with 5,673.02 kilometers mapped as of this morning. Yeah, so and Andrew has mapped over 25% of the total uh, kilometers for the mapathon. And if anyone usurps that throne over the next few months or however long it takes us to complete this project, I will be incredibly impressed because I don't know how Andrew even found out about this project. He's been in the group for a day, but he's been mapping for much longer than that and blowing us all away. So keep it up. Andrew is the cartography to beat. And if you want to beat him, all you have to do is go to wildgreenfuture.org slash map and fill out the form there. It'll give you directions and Jaden will send you an email. The second round, and we're mixing things up a little. Instead of sending stickers to the three mappers who trace the greatest length of roads, this time we're sending out a sticker to each of the top 10 mappers who chart the largest land area. Nothing changes in the process of actual mapping, but now in this round, if you download a bunch of blocks without many roads to trace in them, 
you'll still be in the running for a sticker. Top 10 by next Wednesday, October 27th, win round two in a limited edition Wild Green Mapathon Borneo sticker. Thanks for joining us today, Jaden, and thanks for doing this cool project with us. Thanks for being involved. It's just been a, a massive undertaking and every bit of uh, extra mapping is a massive help. So a uh, massive thanks to everyone who's been involved and uh, anyone who will be involved. Thank you in advance. Until next time, I'm Rhett. I'm Curtis. And I'm Jaden. And happy year of the salamander. <laughs>